Welcome back to the Wizard Staff. I'm your host, Guy. And I'm Blake. And we are two drunk novices who like to talk about EDH. We drink and swear, so you've been warned. Please drink responsibly when you're talking about children's card games. Today we got episode 21, and we already know that this episode's going to go on for quite a while, so it'll probably continue into our second episode, into episode 22. But we are going to go over some of the different formats of magic. Now... If you're like me and Blake, and you only play EDH, you might be thinking like, what? There's other formats to Magic the (laughs) Gathering? Magic the Gathering is a pretty diverse game where it allows you to use these cards in different formats to play, such as Standard, Vintage, Legacy, Modern, Popper. These are all different formats that have slightly different rules and different deck constructions. That allow for different diversity in gameplay. They all have their own kind of rule set, ban lists. We'll go over some of the surprises that we see and we'll just kind of compare and what do we think. Yeah, kind of kind of just like provide a unique perspective of people who are only like focused on one format and kind of give our very skewed, very like weird perspective on them. And who knows, maybe it'll reveal something. I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe if you want... <laughs> to play one of these formats afterwards and say like oh you know standard sounds pretty cool maybe i'll check that out i only play edh and this will just now give me a diverse set of magic a diverse set of playing magic which you know makes you just a better player in general yeah i really do believe in the whole idea of playing multiple formats makes you a better thinker and player yeah uh but before that we should talk about like what we're drinking tonight Blake, yeah. do you want to go first? Yeah, so um, I went to the store today, um, and I found this one beer called Black Raven, and it's in a blue can with a dark black raven in the center of the logo, and it's... Stormcrow? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's a raven. Totally different. Uh, <laughs> and it has blueberry, and it's local, so support local i guess mm-hmm. yeah blake sent me a picture and was like hey this is the beer we should drink tonight since we've been trying to drink the same beer <laughs> together and then i went to the store and was like oh i don't see it and he's like oh it is kind of a local beer i guess and i was like oh okay <laughs> yeah kind of backfired we thought maybe because i was on the same coast i would be able to find it but to no avail I had to pick something else. So I picked Fruit of the Dragon, which happens to be a San Francisco local beer. Mm-hmm. It is a pale ale like Flake's Stormcrow. <laughs> and it has dragon fruit, honey, some malt, and it's pretty good. It's 6% alcohol content. It's made here in the Bay Area. It has a little dragon like. Uh, vector image on it with some you know just local bay area stuff so it's kind of it kind of pays homage i don't think dragon fruit is grown in san francisco though so like 
I don't know what's up with that. I just want to say, I just want to say, I'm like five beers into this because we had to like wait a bit to do this episode, but this is already off to a great start. I'm five beers in. I'm ready to do this. It continues the trend to show that Blake is an alcoholic. (laughs) No. (laughs) Blake, what's the difference between a beer and a cider? Uh, One's made of apples and the other isn't. It's not that difficult. He knows. I don't. Oh. Oh my god, I hate you so much. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll start I'll start us off, alright? Alright. So the first format we're talking about is standard. <clears throat> and so we're kind of gonna read the basic rules, because Guy and I don't really know them. And then we're gonna like look at the ban list later. So uh, apparently standard is formally known as Type 2, and is a rotating constructive format that was created in January of 1995. Wow, that was like a year before I was even born. Man. Um, It is mostly widely sanctioned constructed format at all levels of organized play. Alright, so the rules are it must contain a minimum of 60 cards. There is no maximum deck size. However, one must be able to shuffle one's deck without assistance. Um, I will say, I looked at this a little bit beforehand, but not that much and it reminds me kind of of Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, another trading card game that Guy and I both originally grew up with. And in Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, it's kind of similar where like you were originally allowed no maximum deck size, but then these people brought in a deck that had 2,222 cards. And they both came in wearing suits and fedoras. And they are the reason why like it was restricted to... Uh, a maximum of 60 cards in a deck because it took forever for them to shuffle those 200 2222 cards <laughs> and <laughs> i'm it makes sense why standard has these rules because it's they don't want another meme <laughs> oh god um mm-hmm. oh, i just love that like people talk about how meme the magic community is but like the Yu-Gi-Oh community is definitely way more meme <laughs> Um, anyways, uh, with standard rules, um, you can have sideboard cards up to 15 cards, um, which is nice. EDH does not have sideboard at all, I believe. Um, with the exception of basic lands, uh, you can have four copies of any individual card. I believe the sideboard rule to EDH is it's up to your playgroup. Hmm. It's kind of like house rules. I don't think there's officially any kind of sideboard ruling to EDH, but if your playgroup allows it, then you can have one. Yeah, like EDH is pretty on the fringe as it is. It's so unsanctioned. Anyways, um, apparently Standard is one of those special formats that has a rotation, where once a year with the release of a new fall set, the two oldest blocks still legal and Standard rotate out of the format. Uh, because of this no set is standard legal for more than two years so it's constantly changing Um, so an example would be when Ixalan set released in fall 2007 Battle of Zendikar Oath of the Gatewatch Shadows over Innistrad Eldritch Moon and Welcome Deck 2016 rotated out of standard Um, and then Watsi decided to introduce uh, the, the three and one model so since 2009, effective 2018, or since 2019, uh, effective 2018, the oldest 
expansion corset and standard as well as other standard legal set released during that period uh, will rotate out um, guy do you want to look at the ban list with me at the same time oh yeah so Blake right. and I both have gotten to check out the ban list very lightly but we are kind of looking at this as a kind of live reaction if you will yeah so alright I'm seeing that there's only one card banned and I'm really impressed that there's only one card banned in this format rampaging ferocidon it's a two red ferocidon whatever two red (laughs) creature dinosaur menace players can't gain life whenever another creature enters the battlefield it deals one damage to that creature's controller that's it huh you would you would not think that this card would be banned in any format really but i mean they do start they do start 20 life instead of 40 i guess that's true it's it is three three for three it has menace um i think standard is i'm gonna guess a much more creature centric format where it's like i could be wrong about that but it has to be if like this ability like i'm assuming all three of these abilities are really good i think i think you're right that standard tends to be a much more creature focus because you can only pick from so many sets and most of the time a majority of those sets always consist of creatures anyways so unless if you really are just trying to go for a spell slinger deck you're not really gonna yeah i don't i don't know well okay kind of okay it's kind of dumb if there's only if we only talk about one card we should like look at formally banned cards and see what kind of sticks out to us do you agree yeah because i see here in some of the previously banned cards recurring nightmare shows up which is a actual banned card in edh so that's something mm-hmm. that edh and standard used to have in common like there's also channel which is banned in edh very broken yeah Rebecca Gay Art. Yes, very good. Um, Dark Steel Citadel. Um, I know that apparently affinity is a mechanic that's like supposedly really broken and strong in other formats. I think that's what this is. Hmm. I'm pretty like like I think I know very little, <laughs> and this will show all of you just like raging listening like you fucking idiots don't you know this and no we don't i'm pretty sure uh arcbound ravager is part of affinity and i'm pretty sure like um a tune with aether aether was pretty busted with aetherworks marvel to cheat out eldrazi i believe i know very little <laughs> mm-hmm. but i'm pretty sure that's what was the problem um i know felidar guardian was banned because of uh, like Sahili Rai the two card infinite combo that just won with hasty Felidar Gu- Guardians um, hey Jace the Mind Sculptor hey look at that <laughs> that doesn't surprise me at all yeah like I knew that it was like really good in other formats but EDH it's not that good hey guys if you want to play your Jace the Mind Sculptor just come on over <laughs> Although well, you can't play with it anymore in standard because it's a rotating format. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Come on over to EDH. We <laughs> let you play the chase. 
Uh, I don't know. <laughs> land tax? I guess. I love that yeah. card. I feel like land tax, if anything, it would be more broken in EDH than it would ever be in standard. I don't know. It just like deck thin. It would deck thin even harder in like a 60 card like format. Alright. I don't know. Prove me wrong. Alright, memory jar. Mind over matter. That's fun. Those are both fun. I love playing them. <laughs> Mind uh, twist. Smuggler's Copter. I knew that this was an issue, apparently. Like, this card all on its own was really good. Hmm. Just because it's like low CMC, it's an artifact, you can play it in any deck, and you can draw a card. Skull Clamp. Yeah, I love it. It's great. Yeah, that's definitely a ban-worthy card in... <laughs> well... Not, I guess it's not ban worthy, but it's definitely a very powerful card. It's a powerful card in EDH. No surprises. Stoneforge Mystic again. Come on over to play EDH. We'll let you play Stoneforge Mystic. Strip Mine. Come over to EDH. Come on. <laughs> I feel like that's gonna be the the trend with this. It's just gonna be like, hey, come on over to EDH. We'll let you play all these other cards you're not allowed to play. Time Spiral. Pretty good. Tolarian Academy. Oh god. If if only oh my god that's a banned card in edh it's definitely one of the cards that if if playable oh my god it would immediately go in my deck yeah i think all of the lands that are artifacts the artifact lands are all banned yeah because oh uh, yeah, yeah they are problem. windfall love that card it's great um uh, yeah all the yeah 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 zern orb that's interesting i don't hmm. know what the Alright, so that's the entire standard ban list. Um, overall, I'm... Uh, honestly, since 1995, I'm surprised it's this small. Yeah, it. it's also... When you don't have so many cards to... A, for other cards to interact with, it's not like some of these cards become broken because, you know, if you have one card that came out five years ago with a card that came out now yeah you can maybe find a broken combo but like because you can only like have a certain pool i can only imagine that standard would maybe have one or two cards broken at a time if that yeah because it's also like we're looking at all these cards at once but like a lot of these cards did not exist in conjunction with each other and so like you really have to take into context what time period each of these cards was considered broken in so yeah definitely interesting the one thing about standard i'd like to say before we move on is i do think it is actually one of the more competitive formats because you have to consistently be up to date with what's going on in magic yeah you have to be constantly constantly changing your decks to make them better and it actually kind of reminds me of Yu-Gi-Oh in the sense that whatever's meta is meta. There's nothing else that's meta. It's not like EDH where you can have a pretty diverse set of competitive commanders. Mm-hmm. There's tends to be 
because Watsi will always just release the challenger decks, which are four decks that came out from the standard sets that tend to be the most powerful decks of that time. So they'll release challenger decks for the standard rotation that came out now, but power down a little, but then they're out. But that's kind of the way that standard is, is you tend to have one of these four decks in some variation to make it more powerful. Yeah, and that can be fun because some people enjoy the constant changing and constant thinking and effort that needs to be put into each new meta that arises and more power right. to you. Yeah. And you and since you have such restrictions on the cards that you can use, it does allow for you to really try and utilize the resources that you have in order to become the best player that you can be. Or build the des- best deck that you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright, we're going to move on to our second format, which is Vintage. Originally known as Type 1, it is an internal format that allows for the use of all cards, except cards with silver borders, and as well as certain cards banned for causing problems in sanctioned tournaments. Additionally, a number of cards are restricted to a max of one copy between a player's deck and sideboard due to their power. So this includes the power nine, which are typically not allowed in any other tournament format. Mm -hmm. So the rules are that Vintage dates its existence back to 1995, separation of sanctioned constructed tournaments into type one and type two. So type two being standard. So it was sometimes called Classic from 1997 to 2000 when the name Vintage became official. Vincent's restricted list was used as a ban list for a format called Type 1.5 or Classic Restricted. And in September 2004, the two lists were separated and Type 1.5 became Legacy. Yeah, they all had very different names and then eventually the dust settled and they finally came up with names that everyone was satisfied calling the new formats. Right. Mm -hmm. And so Vintage debuted in Magic Online, concurrent with the release of the Vintage Masters digital compilation set in 2014, replacing Classic. Mm -hmm. Vintage tends to never be played on paper because any deck would just be over (laughs) $10,000. Because... They just have access to all the most powerful cards. And even if you were to only limit some of the most powerful cards to one copy. Well, let me just include one copy of Black Lotus. Okay, my deck's worth $5,000 just for one card. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So it's still fun to look at. So let's look at the banned and restricted list. All right. So off the bat. I see similar to EDH where like the anti and conspiracy cards are immediately banned. All right, yep. that makes sense. Chaos um, Orb. Make... Yeah. Uh, Chaos Orb, Falling Star, and Shahrazad. Like all like these last two are ones that just create like sub games. Nobody wants to play with those. And Chaos Orb. It's one of those physicality cards that messes with the physicality of real space affecting the game, which, again, people don't like. And I think Mark Rosewater has admitted to people don't really like those cards. 
Right. So, he even talked about one time how when he first started playing Magic, one of the tips he was given was that he needed to spread out his cards when he played. And that was because there were cards like Chaos Orb and Falling Star, because then when flipped, they would have a lesser chance of hitting multiple cards at a time. Yeah. Wow. Ugh, that's... Yeah, so I'm glad that's those, those ones are banned. All right, so those are the banned cards. These are the restricted cards. So I think you can have, like, one of these in each of the decks. Um, yeah, so immediately off the bat, a lot of these are the Power 9, like Ancestral Recall, Mox, and, like, all the OG Moxes. Um, Black Lotus. Uh, Black Lotus, yes. Um... Goodness gracious me, oh my! Um, Channel's wow. also on here. Yeah, like Im- immediately I recognized Channel, like Tinker, Telerian Academy. Um, although some of these are interesting, like let's go to like just demonic consultation. Uh, demonic tutor just like the og tutor dig through time guy you play this in your jace deck it's a great card yeah um gosh flash bond is banned flash okay that's interesting to me because flash is used in arguably the strongest edh deck there is breakfast hulk uh getaxian prone like I'm noticing a trend where like a lot of these are either banned in edh or they're used in a lot of CEDH cards. Do you agree with that, guy? I agree with that, and I'm also just seeing that like zero cost artifacts are limited. And I mean, that's just the case in EDH in general, is that all cards are just limited to one. But here they definitely take that restriction from four to zero. From four to one, because like if I had four mana crypts and Let's say turn one, I had four mana crypts in my hand. I was like, play, play, play. I have eight mana yeah. right yeah. there. No big Cast deal. Karn Liberated, turn one. So, it's fine. Yeah, I guess that's one thing to keep in mind. Yeah. But uh, it's like, I guess there's even some stacks cards like Thorn of the Amethyst. Mm-hmm. That surprises me. Mm. Lodestone Golem surprises me. Oh yeah, that that does surprise me too. Again, it's another kind of stacks piece, I guess. Uh, yeah, like the whole we're used to only being able to play one card, but I guess if you can stack up four of these cards, it's really rough and I'm assuming that's why it's restricted to one mm-hmm. yeah and I assume mine's desire is it has a very high CMC but I feel like it's restricted just because you can play so many low CMC copies at four and storm off and then cast mine's desire if it was at four and get absurd value and win I could be wrong though. I don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. 
This is interesting. Like, yeah. Overall, like, it, in terms of like from our EDH perspective, a lot of these cards are either already banned in EDH or they're on CEDH level. Hmm. All right. Yeah. All right. I'm pretty bored with this list. <laughs> Alrighty. We're... All right. We'll fickle. We're fickle. So we're going to move on to Legacy. Um, Legacy is formerly known as Type 1.5. Um, it is another eternal format with a more limited card pool than Vintage. Uh, the rules to Legacy are that it was created in 1997. Um, from the little used format known as Classic Restricted, which was simply a format where all the cards restricted a vintage format were banned instead. Um, in 2004, the decision was made that the format should be have a banned list separate from vintage. And then an online poll to name the new revamped format was held by Aaron Forsyth. Um, and then the name Legacy won with like 25.5% of votes. So like one-fourth of the demographic won with this name, Legacy. Um, the DCI has more recently begun organizing larger tournaments in the format, which has caused a noticeable increase in the number of players trying Legacy. Um, at least in North America, um, Star City Games Open Series has drastically increased the amount of Legacy players um, however, in like 2005, their uh, cut legacy support, which caused an outrage among North America legacy players. Uh, I guess I wasn't aware of this simply because I didn't play legacy, but I'm definitely in North America. Uh, okay. I feel like I'm getting into drama I have absolutely no knowledge about. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, constructed decks must contain a minimum of 60 cards. There's no maximum deck size. However, you must be able to shuffle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if a player wishes to use a sideboard, it must contain no more than 15 cards. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, with the exception of basic lands, uh, no more than four individual cards. All right, that makes sense. Uh, everything is legal except for silver border, anti conspiracy, and the ban list. All right, so let's check this thing out. Uh, legacy. Okay, so again, Scheherazade, Chaos Orb, and Falling Star are banned. They just kind of say that at the very front top. I'm, I'm glad. So I'm gonna look through. Uh, so I'm gonna look through this list for a hot sec and see if there's anything that pops out at me. So I'm already sensing a trend here between all the formats. Same. I think just the fact that a lot of low CMC, like, powerhouse cards just tend to be... Like, all again, all the zero-cost artifacts. Mana Drain. Okay, that's actually surprising. Yeah. Because you can play four of them. Yeah. Mystical Tutor. Oh, that's weird. Oh, no, that makes sense. I guess it is probably... Okay, if Mystical Tutor... Oh, Demonic Tutor is banned. Yep. Yeah, I think a lot of the like low CMC tutors are banned. 
Is Earthly Tutor? Well, just Demonic and what? What did I just say? Demonic and Mystical Tutor. Vampiric Tutor isn't banned, which that surprises me. Yeah, and Worldly Tutor. That's the green one you were thinking of. And then Enlightened Tutor isn't banned. Yeah, so it's just the blue and black one. That's why Demir is the best. Just saying. Well, they Ooh. didn't ban Vampiric Tutor. Oh, never mind. Mental misstep. I do I do also see that a lot of the times the blue Phyrexian cards are getting banned just because I think a lot of people I think a lot of people recognize that Phyrexian mana was kind of busted where like two life is not the equivalent of one mana. Yeah, I mean especially in EDH, like uh not nobody cares. Yeah. Like a lot of these cards are the same in EDH ban list in terms of the power nine and then you have like what is it? Tinker Tolarian Academy gosh uh, a lot of like low CMC counter spells low CMC tutors Hermit Druid yeah Goblin Recruiter interesting That's one that kind of sticks out to me. Uh, yeah, just and then a lot of cards that are played in CEDH. Like Demonic Consultation, Flash, Frantic Search, Survival of the Fittest. Soul Ring! Soul Ring was banned in Legacy. Uh, was banned in Vintage. Yeah, so like as much as we meme around about Soul Ring, <laughs> it's kind of true. Necropotence again. Uh, man. Wheel of Fortune surprises me. I guess not, since you can play it at four copies. Wheel. I think wheel effects are probably stronger in like these other formats where you can play four copies of them. I would be. I'm kind of curious why it's banned and not just restricted. Because, I mean, three mana. Oh well, I guess that they ban Windfall too. Yeah, we were having this this discussion earlier, where like those are the two like best wheel effects. Yogmoth's bargain, yeah, that doesn't surprise that me. It's yeah, that's way too broken. Mm-hmm. So in terms of all the lists, it kind of makes sense. Like, there's not a single card where I'm like, yeah, I can see this not being busted. I guess Delve was a much strong. Okay, would you agree with me on this guy? Where Delve must be a much stronger mechanic in other formats because in edh delve is not the super op mechanic but it's looking like dig through time and what's the other one like treasure cruise treasure cruise or i've seen in other ones i i definitely know already from before we even talk about dual commander that most delve cards tend to be banned because you can get really great effects just for such low costs and if unless if you really care about your graveyard it almost doesn't matter yeah 
I guess. It's like in EDH, it's not as busted of a mechanic. Also, Oath of Druids kind of strikes me as interesting. There must be some sort of combo. Alright, do you want to move on to the next one? Yeah, so the next one is Modern. That's as old as pain itself. Bombardment. I'm intrigued. What are the rules? Duck or die! Bombardment, deal with it! Bombardment, that's a bitch, son! Bombardment, bombardment, walk it off! Bombardment, bombardment! I caught it, I'm safe! 